The Immaculate Conception is not often a feast that people get excited about. I think that's because a lot of people don't know what it is. They think it has something to do with Christmas, perhaps, or the conception of Jesus. But you and I, of course, know that it's about the conception of Mary. It's, it's the first concrete preparation that we have for the coming of the Messiah. That Mary was conceived without sin. This was something that the church has always believed. We can find early Christian writings from the first few centuries that refer to Mary's sinlessness, her freedom from any stain, or literally immaculate. But around the time of the Protestant Reformation, you find people calling this uh, truth into question, especially with uh, the movement of sola scriptura, only that is which only that which is within scripture, people begin to ask, is this true? Why, how do we believe this? And of course, we see the evidence for this in the scriptures when God speaks to us about the pure and holy ark of the covenant. When John has the vision of the ark of the covenant in heaven, a woman with child, we can hear it in the greeting of the angel. Hail, full of grace. If you are full of grace, there is no room for sin. So it certainly has roots in scripture. But the questions persisted. How, why do we believe that God did this for Mary? What emerged from the great Christian thinkers were Three Latin words to describe the why and how of this doctrine. Potuit, decuit, fecit. Potuit means he could do it. It was possible. God had the power. So the first question is, is this a thing that God can do? For God, nothing is impossible. We heard that from the angel today, too. No thing is impossible. But from time to time, we talk about stuff that aren't things. Is this a thing? What do I mean by something that's not a thing? I, it's even hard to talk about that. I said something that's not a thing. You ever heard someone say, can God make a rock so heavy he can't lift it? No, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. It doesn't make sense. It's a logical contradiction. It's like asking someone to draw a square triangle. It's just not a thing. It's not that they're not capable of it. It's not a thing. So the first question is, is this a thing that God can do? Is it a thing to save someone from sin? Yeah, that's a thing. That's kind of like the thing. That's the thing that God wants to do for us, is to set us free from sin. So yeah, God could do this, potuit, decuit, was it fitting, was it decorous, decuit, does it fit with what we know about the story of salvation, does it fit with what we know about who Jesus is and where Jesus came from, does it fit with God's plan for Mary's life? 
And the answer was yes. It is most fitting that the one who would hold the Son of God in her womb for nine months would have nothing to do with sin. The one who gave God her own flesh would have been free from sin from the moment of her conception. So that flesh given to God's own son might be pure and holy. For God has nothing to do with sin. So is it fitting? Yeah, this fits. Fechit. So he did it. Potuit, decuit, ergo, fechit. It was possible. It was fitting. So he did it. This was the great question of the Middle Ages. Is it true? Why and how? But maybe that's not the question that we have today. Maybe the more pressing question is, who cares? What does this have to do with me? Good for Mary. Free from sin? That's not me. The same answer to the how and the why from the Middle Ages is the answer to that question as well. Why should I care? What does this do or tell me? Because the way God interacts with Mary is the way he interacts with all of his children, with you and I as well. Sometimes we might wonder what God is up to. Is God listening to my prayers? Why doesn't God do the things we ask him to do? Why doesn't he do the things I want him to do? So often my prayers seem to go unanswered. Why is there so much evil in the world? Why do good, bad things happen to good people? What is God up to? And so we think about those same three words when we wonder why God is or isn't doing something. First we say, potuit? Is it, is it possible? Is it a thing? Now granted, it's the exceptional item that's not a thing. But even in our own life, we can come up with some prayers that aren't really a thing. To ask God to make someone fall in love with me. God can't do that, actually. It's not a thing. For the very same reason that the genie couldn't do it in Aladdin. Because <laughs> that's not love, then. If it's compelled by someone else, if it's forced, that's not love. To compel love, that's not a thing. Non potuit. What are some other prayers that might not be a thing? I don't know. Anything where we're wanting something that's going to take us farther from God. That's not a thing that God can do. If we're asking him to make us happy without him, that's not a thing because he created us for him. We can't ask God to help us do something that's sinful or that leads us astray, that leads us farther from him. That's not a thing. It's a logical contradiction. Okay, but it is a thing, whatever it is we're thinking of. What I'm praying for, it's a thing. God can do it. 
And then we want to skip right to Feichi. So do it then. You can. Please. But we miss that middle part. And that is the heart of the matter. Dekuit. Is it fitting? Does it fit with God's plan for my life and the salvation of the world? And that's the tricky one. Because not everything that I want fits with God's plan. Not everything that I desire is really for my good. I don't always see that in the moment. I can't really see the big picture. At best, I've got hindsight. At worst, I've got tunnel vision to this very present moment. But God has the long game in mind. God was working from the moment of Mary's conception to give her everything she needed to be who God had created her to be. And he's doing the same for you and I as well. He's been working from the moment of your creation. And everything he does for you is for you. And so sometimes God does not answer our prayers. Sometimes God does things that seem to us confusing. Sometimes God allows struggle to continue. He allows obstacles to remain in our way. Sometimes God lets bad things happen to good people. And that's where faith and trust comes into play. None of this was Mary's plan. God had bigger plans for Our Lady. And he's got bigger plans for you too. So we ask ourselves, is it fitting? Is what I want, what I desire, what I'm asking for, what I'm expecting from God, is it part of my plan? Or is it part of his plan? And we trust that if the answer from God is no, or not yet, or not that way, that he has our good, that he has his plan in mind. So what we celebrate in Mary today, we celebrate in ourselves as well, because God has destined each one of us for freedom from sin and abundant life in this world and eternal life in the next. He's destined you and I for the same thing he destined Mary for. And so we model our faith, our trust in the Lord on hers. We know that God can do all things. Nothing is impossible for God. And if it's good, really good, we know he'll do it. And so we can make Mary's prayer our prayer as well. I am the handmaid of the Lord. I am the Lord's humble servant, his creation, his son, his daughter. I trust in him. Be it done to me according to your word.